Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my guests today are Jonathan Nelson, the CEO and founder of HF Hackers Founders uh, CX, HF.CX. And we also have Brad Yassar, who says he's the uh, the gringo of the organization. So how are you guys doing? Doing very well. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So um, first question, just jump right into it. What do uh, what do you guys do? What's the purpose of the company? Um, hackers and founders, we survive or we thrive to make life suck less for founders in Silicon Valley and around the world. Um, mm-hmm. We've had a bunch of events. Um, we started in a bar in Silicon Valley uh, about 10 years ago, a handful of people and me and talking about startups. Um, we've now had events in 120 cities around the globe. A couple hundred thousand wow. people have attended. Um, and the business that we've actually started is we help startups land in Silicon Valley uh, and in Mexico and then scale globally. And then we are launching a, uh, we've worked with, excuse me, we've worked with about 55 companies. Those companies have gone from zero to being worth about $600 million in the last five years. They've raised $100 million and we've had seven exits out of that portfolio. Um, and we're launching a venture ETF. Um, on uh, the blockchain in the next couple of months. That's really interesting. We'll get into that for sure. So you're um, so you're an accelerator. Uh, you provide advice and help to founders. Is that is that about summing up? Um, we call it a founders cooperative. Um, accelerators okay. tend to imply that it's a short term engagement. Um, startups contribute stock. They get part of the stock pool back so they're part owners in what it is that we do they have skin in what it is that we do and then we're in it for the life of the company um we oh. do everything from helping companies land regulatory immigration sort of stuff we help them raise money like an accelerator would but then we also work extensively on business development strategy um long-term growth and we even help the companies exit when it's time to do that well any of the notable companies you can mention that you worked with um, so Tripping.com is probably the largest and most well-known. They're, um, they've raised about, I don't think I can actually say it, they're worth about $350, $400 million, though. They essentially are like a kayak for vacation rentals. Um, so they have, they search 25 different websites for vacation rentals, and you can search in one place, find out what the best deal is and the locations that you're going to actually go to. Um, 
That's and they have, I believe, about 25 million properties in their inventory right now. Okay. So how, how did you guys uh, come up with this idea? How did all this start, and why did you start it up? Um, really, I started Hackers and Founders just to be able to connect with other entrepreneurs. I moved to the Valley about 10 years ago. Um, you know, I'm a data-driven kind of guy, and everybody says that the success rate of startups is one out of every 10 startups succeeds. So it was pretty obvious to me that I was going to have to build 10 startups. Um, and if it took me a decade or more to do that, I was cool with that. Um, hmm. And so I came to Silicon Valley and I figured I was going to need to grow my business network. And so we started having events, um, just, you know, me getting together with a group of other nerds talking about startups and um, who knew that getting together in a bar and talking about startups would be a thing. Um, yeah. The idea kind of went viral. And then we started the business because we started to see, you know, hundreds and thousands of entrepreneurs trying to land in Silicon Valley, um, but really having a hard time doing it. And there really isn't, um, you know, Silicon Valley promises the world it's the place to build startups. Um, but the attitude of the town when people tend to get here is kind of like, eh, screw you, um, sink or swim. Um you know, accelerators have popped up to kind of help with that, but you're still basically on your own. Um, and if you're a more advanced company, there really isn't a good way to actually kind of land and get into the ecosystem quickly. And that's where our founders cooperative business kind of came from, um, is helping companies land and, and do that. Um, so it was generally very organic. Um, you know, the venture ETF has come because I'm tired of helping my companies raise money. Um, it's a giant pain in the ass. And so I'd rather just raise money and then invest in the companies that we're actually working with. Um, so is the, uh, is the ETF going to be companies that you've worked with solely or are you going to, is it going to be of um, other startups and accelerators and incubators and in their companies as well? Um, so we have a selection process. Um, it'll be companies that go through the selection process, but are also, part of the Founders Cooperative. So it'll be companies that we have worked with and that we are going to work with in the future. Um, and so we have a peer review process and then they talk with investors before we even start working with them. Then we'll actually sit down and we'll say, hey, what it is that you're, are you guys doing? Do we think that we can be helpful? Um, and then if we do feel like we can be helpful, it's something that we're excited about, we offer to work with them. Um, and then, we're in it for the long haul with these companies. We have a team of 18 people in three different countries right now to support our portfolio companies. Um, wow. And so we really, we really dive in and we really do whatever we can to help out. And so hey, the tell me a little ETF, bit more about this, this ETF. Um, where is it going to be traded? And you said it's going to be uh, anchored into a blockchain, you know, which blockchain if so. So we're, um, why is, I'm convinced that venture capital breaks in most of the world um, where you don't have a really good uh, market for acquisitions for companies. Um, you know, 85% of the world's tech mergers and acquisitions happen in around Silicon Valley. Um, and so if you have a company, for instance, in Mexico, you know, how the hell are you going to convince investors to invest in your company? Um, you know, and promise that El Google is going to come down and acquire you. Um, that just doesn't happen. And VCs are really, really leery of investing in not Silicon Valley because of that. Um, 
So why we're building this venture ETF is we're taking the responsibility of companies getting acquired away from them, and we're actually making the venture fund liquid so people can buy, sell, and trade stock or coin in the venture fund. Um, and I think that that's going to be very transformational to the types of companies that we can invest in, where we can invest in. Um, you know, you no longer have to build a company to flip um, or to IPO. You can actually build a company and grow it because um, the investors can buy, sell, and trade the coin um, that the fund is, you know, that the fund is composed of. Um, right. It's going to be an ERC. Actually, Brad, do you want to talk a little bit about the 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 coin and the token and what we're doing there? Sure, sure. So uh, we wanna we wanted to um, give the community a better uh, involvement in in what the co-op does and and actually activate the hundreds of thousands of people that Jonathan uh, mentioned that belong to hackers and founders and and contribute in certain ways right now, but could be uh, playing a more integral role. Um, as far as the token technology goes, it's gonna be probably an, uh, uh, an Ethereum token. And uh, if the new protocol on Ethereum is finalized uh, before we launch it, we're gonna uh, upgrade, upgrade to that. If not, it's gonna be an ERC-20 contract that's running. And um, from there on, of course, if uh, if we're uh, you know evolving from that point, we can consider uh, some of the up and coming uh, blockchain technologies too. But that's going to be our starting point. Okay, so it's going to be an ERC twenty token. Um, when so it's interesting, the ETF. It's, well, is the ETF itself going to be able to be tokenized, or is it just the individual companies within the ETF? Both. So we're going to start with the ETF itself uh, because we, uh, we, we believe in blockchain and, and the uh, democratizing nature of uh, having tokens globally accessible uh, by all of our community members. And then each individual project under uh, that umbrella is going to have an opportunity to uh, be tokenized as well if it makes sense and if the blockchain application is a good solution for that specific project. Hmm. Okay. So um, when is the ETF going to be launched and uh, do any of the companies in it right now have tokens that are out there that are tradable? Um, so it's going to be launched October 17th. Um, <laughs> and right now we actually don't have any companies that are actually tokenized. Um, we have a couple of companies that are actually thinking of tokenizing their stock and using a token as a digital stock certificate um, and raising money using an ICO that way. I, I think long term, I actually see the potential to essentially build a NASDAQ um, for technology startups that aren't in the United States. We're focused heavily on Latin America, and it's a huge market. It's 10% of the world speaks Spanish. Um, it receives a total of $350 million a year in not just angel and venture, but also in private equity combined. Um, so there's a huge opportunity for growth. And part of the problem of Latin America is it's a string of 25 countries. Um, but if you could actually create a market and a marketplace for stock in those companies, 
um, that could actually be really, really transformative. And so our goal is that this venture ETF is the first step towards building something of a NASDAQ for these technology companies um, that either tokenize their equities or actually are using the blockchain in a fundamental way inside of their technology. I'm also very bullish on using um, blockchain and cryptocurrencies in emerging markets where you really don't have a whole lot of financial services infrastructure and you really need it. Um, and so I think there's a chance for tech companies in emerging markets to leapfrog um, Western markets or, you know, modern European United States um, industrial countries leapfrogging them technologically and actually starting to use cryptocurrencies earlier on and really have that become the backbone of their financial infrastructure for their country. Um, so that's why I'm very bullish on that. And that's why we're actually launching our, our ETF as a token um, and moving on from there. And uh, when do you guys anticipate uh, the token for the ETF will come out? Same time? Before or after? Correct. October 17th is when our is right. our ICO date right now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting if there's a token for the, you know, for the ETF and then each of the companies in there, or some of them at least, may have their own tokens. I wonder what mm -hmm. the interplay is going to be like. I guess we'll just yeah, have to see. Yeah, so, you know, the basic idea is that we're going to, you know, we'll be value, providing valuations by a third party on our portfolio. Um on a quarterly basis, and then we'll also be able to have those audited. eShares actually has a real good, really very good product to value technology companies. And so we're talking about partnering with them, making those aggregate valuations available to the, to the token owners. Um, and then the market can decide what this, you know, portfolio of companies is worth to them. And so Finally, for the first time, I believe that we're going to be able to invest profitably in profitable companies that are revenue producing. Um, they don't have to follow the Silicon Valley model of, you know, grow or die um, and grow at all costs because, you know, they have to have a 100x exit to for the investors in that fund to make their money back. Investors in the fund are going to be able to make money um, just by the value of the portfolio growing. Um, and the market recognizing that. Um, so I'm actually very excited. I think that this venture ETF um, has a potential to change entire economies because um, you no longer have to be in Silicon Valley to essentially be able to build a technology company. And our distributed community is, you know, kind of the vanguard of that. It's tech entrepreneurs in, you know, Thailand, and Vietnam and Ukraine and, you know, Venezuela and Uruguay um, and getting them access to capital and access to the resources and the mentorship we have in Silicon Valley, I think is going to be very interesting, as well as being able to get them access to capital in a way that um, is much more organic to their companies. Um, I think it's actually exciting. Also, the liquidity is really important in what we're doing because, just like Jonathan said, um, you know there there are markets where it's really hard to have any capital movement that's hindering the investments going in or out of those markets. With the with the model we're building, it's going to be a fully liquid uh, fund 
as far as the investments in the funds go, but as, as well as pass down that liquidity to to the companies that it invests in, uh, by the way of either tokenizing them or indirectly through the fund being tokenized and uh, liquid. And we see a lot of opportunity now for smaller investors to to be able to participate, and some more. Uh, risk-averse, you know, investment portfolios also looking at this asset class because now they they can just monitor it for three months and be out of it. It's not a uh, IPO commitment to any single project. Yeah, it spread the risk as well for investors because there's an ETF. They don't have to, you know, well, first of all, there's, there's not as much fear of missing out on great companies or possible unicorns. And then there's also diversification, um, you know, in the startup space. So I think the ETF is a really great idea that you guys have. Yeah. And traditionally, I mean, venture capital has actually kind of taken that role. Um, I'm, I'm actually fairly convinced that some of the accredited investor definitions in the United States are one of the things that leads to inequality. Um, you know, if you're not rich, you can't invest in private companies. Um, and so I, I think that being able to democratize this and make it accessible to um, our global community is actually very interesting um, and I think is going to be an equalizing force as well um, in this. And not to mention a fund that has 10,000 small investors from around the world um, investing in one company. I mean, just retweets <laughs> is worth a ton if you have an active and committed investor base um, in your fund and you have users that are going to be willing to help a company out and because they're invested. Um, so I really think that the community focus of this fund is also going to be really transformational. Um, and I'm really excited about the potential and the possibility of in really engaging our entire community in the life and success of our startups. Um, yeah. Do you think that this is going to inspire a bunch of other um ETFs to spring up, or you know, how else do you think this will this will change the ecosystem? And do you think VCs yeah. will react? I really hope so. Um, you know, I think I have a background in clinical healthcare and biology, and I think of ecosystems. And so, when you have an ecosystem with one food source, you tend to have one type of creature that ends up dominating that ecosystem. If you have multiple sources of food or energy in the ecosystem the ecosystem becomes much more resilient and much more diverse and you have different kind of alpha predators. You have different creatures actually grow and in terms of the different food sources. Um, I think Silicon Valley and the world has been, you know, venture capital has been primarily one of the sources of food or capital into the tech startup ecosystem. And that has grown one particular type of company. Um, you know, the Ubers of the world, the Facebooks of the world. Um, I think being able to bring this other source of capital or food into the ecosystem is going to make the ecosystem much more resilient and much more diverse. Um, And so I don't necessarily see this as competitive to venture capital. I see this as an improvement, as a slight, as an evolution on the model. Um, then I certainly hope that what we do actually causes a lot more evolution and a lot more movements on the model, um, because I think that we actually need to innovate on how we get capital to startups and how we support startups. Um, we're going to actually grow the economy and create the 
hundreds of thousands of jobs that we actually need that are going to be lost to you know robotics and innovation. Uh, yeah. So I see this is essential, and I certainly hope that other people take this. And uh, I also love the fact that with the cryptocurrency and using this as a basis of our financial instrument. Um, we can actually iterate. Though a venture fund makes a ten-year agreement with its investors. Yeah, things are moving so fast. I mean, in ten years, it could be. Who knows? That that's a long amount of time now in this space. I was going to say I'm going to echo Jonathan's sentiment because we we really hope people follow suit and and get into this market and either uh, replicate uh, what what we're doing or even innovate on top of it because it's such a large market that's unserved right now uh, outside of Silicon Valley outside of California whoever I talk to is. Uh, extremely excited about an opportunity to do an ICO and raise a few million dollars because that opportunity never existed for them previously. So we're talking about a potentially trillion dollar market, untapped market, that's going to be opened up with these uh, new tools, the financial tools we have. And if five other funds follow after us, I don't think there's going to be, you know, I don't even think that's going to cover the the demand for this. It's going to, the, the appetite is going to be a lot larger than that. Well, that's great, guys. Well, we're we're um we're pretty much out of time, but I wanted to ask um, for listeners: how can they find out more about Hackers Founders, learn about the ETF, and see all the projects you guys are working on? Where can they go? So they can actually go to hf.cx, um, and that will actually give you an overview of our company. Um, if you want to learn about the ICO, you can go to ico.hf.cx, um, and we'll be updating that website as um, as we grow and we start to get ready for the ICO and move closer, and we'll have more and more information on that as we're growing. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's very exciting. Thank you, Rick. I think it's a great addition to the space. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much, man. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.